like he has intimacy issues. Yes. Social <laughs> issues. Yeah. Social anxiety. And, and that's the thing with Terry is that uh, there's nothing that should make us think Martin's cute. And like he's all he's, he's kind so of hot. he's kind of a horrible person and he's kind of really fucked up. But like he's I really can't... selfish. Yeah. <laughs> when he tries to open up, it's never for like really no, for anyone he's else. Just awkward. And yet I'm, I'm just like, oh Martin, come come hang out with you me. You want to cuddle him so bad. I do. <laughs> I do. We're weird. We're strange people. Horror Movie Survival Guide is a weekly podcast where I, gorehound Julia Marchesi, delves into my horror movie notebook to corrupt another one of my longtime chums, Terry Gamble, who is hiding in the creepy horror closet. My mission is to learn the gospel of horror movie survival and to incorporate Julia's wealth of wisdom to become a final girl disciple. Join us as we take a deep dive into everything from OG horror to newly released films, but preferably classics on VHS. We'll talk about obscure details that no one else notices, spin off into alternate casting universes, crush on foxy yet dodgy fellows, and creepy uncles, and arm ourselves with the knowledge necessary to become the, the final girl. girl. We've got the thumbs up from Adam to begin. Oh my gosh, great. Hello. Hey, hello. You're so cute, Terry. You're so cute. Oh my God, stop being so cute. <laughs> I love your hairs right now too. It's Thank good. you very much. Well, you know, I do what I can do. Welcome to Horror Our Movie, movie survival, survival Guide. Guide. Yay. I'm Julia. I'm Terry. And uh, this week we are going to be talking about George Romero's 1978 film, Martin. Martin. Oh my God, so hot. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was like, no wonder Julia likes this movie. Yeah. Good call. Mm-hmm. Martin's hot. I'm yeah. just going to say it. We're into yeah. him. He's very attractive. It's very funny because we watched it with a, a guy friend of ours who was like, you think he's hot? And we're like, <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you guys, he's wearing fucking Converse. Are you kidding? Of course. Like I took a still of him like tying his Converse because I was like, that's going to be on my phone screen. Yeah. She saved it right away. And uh-huh. it's like ready for Instagram. So look at it. I'm sure it'll be out there this <laughs> it w- week. It will be. It will definitely be <laughs> one of the shots we share. Pinned to my profile page. Oh my God. Uh, so this episode is titled, I'm always careful with needles. Mm-hmm. And the tagline for this film is, a vampire for our age of disbelief. Yeah. It's a solid tagline for this movie. It's a perfect tagline. It's exactly right on. Just the like paranoia of what this age means of like surveillance or looking at people, how we follow people, our perceptions of um, ourselves even in sure. media. It's wild. And that's what's great about mm-hmm. Romero is like he's making these on the surface horror movies, but they're actually about this deeper they're thing. All deep. Night of the Living Dead and Dawn of the Dead have these really intense messages. It's really awesome. That's so why he's great. such a great filmmaker. I want to watch all his movies still. Okay. I need to watch them all with you though. That can be done. Yes. Uh, so there's something a little heartbreaking about this is that the original cut of this movie, so this movie's 95 minutes. Yeah. Okay. Original cut, 165 <gasps> minutes. We lose like over an hour. What? Where of, is this footage? They say it's it's kind of gone. It's one of those things. I'm like, uh, I want to see it so bad. I want all the deleted scenes. Mm-hmm. I want to see what else was going on. I want to see all the other weirdness because I'm sure there's some crazy ass shit that happened like yeah. outside of this. Uh huh. Because crazy stuff happens in it too. So like, <laughs> um, just yeah. a, a little a little fun side note is that uh, Soft Cell the band apparently love this movie so much they have a song called Martin that uh, if you listen to it is really a totally about Martin. Oh my God, I have to find that now too. Okay, making note to self. Uh-huh, I was like, soft Martin. Self. I love them so much and that makes so much sense because their style, like they look like they dress like him too. Like yeah. they kind of got I the gotta same say, little... Mar- Mar- Martin's style in this movie is on point. I was saying during mm-hmm. it, I was like, he could be in Silver Lake right now. Like iconic, yeah. He could be in like Williamsburg or Silver Lake. Like he's definitely like hipster, like hotness. Like 
at the Chuck Taylors, the perfect fitting little jeans and Tight like shirts, his little haircut, Kirby like everything hair. about it. Yeah, we like his it. brooding look and mm-hmm. his like sweet ass overbite. Oh, I know. And 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 he's psychotic. And yet and yet I love it. Uh, so this movie uh, starts out on a train. Yes. Beautiful train uh, where scene. Where Mart- Martin has picked a lady out to be his next conquest victim. Yeah, Use the term that you will. Um, and he has these uh, really, um, uh, I love these black mm-hmm. and white. The splicing, fa- yeah. Fantasy sequences. And then this one where, you know, he he's opening the door to attack her. But when he opens it, he fantasizes her lovingly reaching out to him and wearing a beautiful long nightgown and wanting him, even though she is not like that. None no, of like, that oh. is going on. Like real life flash to her and like a uh, mud mask or whatever, like green yeah. mask, like to like clear her face up and like wrapped up towel and hair and like looking nothing like this glamorous glamazon like idea he has of her. Like she was like an old movie starlet in the mm-hmm. other cuts. And it's just like, oh, not who she is. But talk about an opening sequence. This is an attack scene that goes on for a while. So Martin breaks in and he has uh, needles that he injects people with. And and it's great because in most movies, you get injected with something and you're out instantaneously. No, but these people are lucid. Yes. And they're there to like see the takedown of themselves. Uh, yes. They're like struggling. They know what's happening. They're struggling to keep awake and get away and they can't because their body's shutting down. They're on the bad drugs, you guys. These yes. are not the good drugs. No. These are not the ones that knock you right out. These are not the ones that make you have a good time. These are the ones that leave you like limp and like bad roofies. Yes. And you know, and he, they keep asking him what they've injected. What did, what did you inject me with? And he won't tell them. I'm careful with needles though. So don't worry about it. I'm fine. I'm not going to hurt you. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Or I'm actually going to slit your wrist, drink your blood and have sex with you while you're unconscious. One or the other. I think it's the yeah, it's the other. It's the all <laughs> all of those things. And it's just well, because it's like in this tiny confined space. I love this on this train in a sleeper car, which I just also thought was kind of brilliant. I'm like, oh, she's gonna be a sleeper in the sleeper car, like sleeper cells, like all these things like washed passed through my mind. And I didn't know that we were necessarily watching a vampire movie. I didn't know what the or what the idea of it mm-hmm. was at the beginning. So I was just like, oh, like this could be cool, like train, fun train stuff or whatever. And I was like, nope, right away. Tis bad for this lady. Yeah, uh, and it, it, it really goes on for a yes. while and it makes you quite uncomfortable. Uh, you know, well, just and, like and then, how he's trying to be kind of like, it was kind of weird to me out to when he was like kind of like gentle with her. He was yes. kind of gentle with her. Yes. And like he did act like he was kind of dating her or like had like a more familiar relationship than somebody he had just scouted on the train. Sure. Like, you know, and he's trying to comfort mm-hmm. them and make them feel like, why are you freaking out? Everything's fine. If you just relax, we'll be fine. Like, it's going to be and great. Like, I'm going to be your, your greatest lover. And you're like, <laughs> who are you, strange man? Yeah. Okay. But I'm naked now. And you're like, I'm uncomfortable and like you're on top of me it's weird yeah so you know you get you get a a naked martin underneath this lady drinking her blood while she's on top of him naked and unconscious and then you're like title sequence yeah welcome to martin everybody let you know what you're about to see yeah Mm -hmm. so he uh he is met at the train station by his cousin kuda who looks like italian colonel sanders yeah he does he's He's wearing that white suit and got a cane and uh, so in, he is taking him, he's going to be staying with uh, him mm-hmm. um, and says he knows he's a Nosferatu. He keeps calling him yeah, Nosferatu. Yeah, is like convinced he's a Nosferatu. No question in his mind. He's evil. He said he's going to first save his soul and then destroy him. Yep. So the question I have is for Martin, why is he staying there? He's, I think he doesn't be... have another choice, maybe, because it sounded like even later on they're talking about how he got like passed around to like different cousins and sure. stuff already. But so it, I think he's caused problems other places he's been. I understand that. But I under, also, you're knocking people out 
And so steal their money while they're knocked out. And then you have plenty of money to go live wherever you like. I, I wonder a lot about him in this movie because I feel like... <laughs> is, his, are he, is he up to that? Is yeah, he, I don't know if he's up to it. Like, I don't know if what his real situation is. Yes. Like, he doesn't seem like he has, as we find out later, well, I don't want to jump ahead too far, but as he's you know, ex- expresses, he's not really good at things. Yeah. Like, it's like, I don't have this magic. I don't have these types of things. Sure. And like, so the whole basic premise of this movie is, mm-hmm. is Martin a vampire or is he not? And it's... Uh, you know, it's it's a question that watching in either direction is really fascinating. You can Watch, collect evidence either way. Yeah, you really mm-hmm. can. Um, and so he's has to stay in this home where he's being called a vampire to his face constantly. Maybe it's because he was invited in. He was invited in. Uh, and then he, uh, there's the, the but they get out of the way real quick. Mirrors not happening. Garlic doesn't matter. Crosses don't matter. Because he, if he is a vampire, there is no magic. So you get none of the powers. Mm-hmm. You just get the blood drinking bit. It's just the like, oh, kind of loneliness yeah. <laughs> and lethargy and feeling like I've been around for 84 years or 87 years, whatever it is. 84, like, yeah. 84, 84 years he's been around. And like people, he's felt haunted and hunted for 84 years. Yeah. So like takes a toll on a soul. So he's, Sure. But also if you're 84, you must have figured out how to take care of yourself by now. Like, that's still kind of time. maybe young in vampire years. I sure. don't know. Uh, but then it's also you think about being a vampire with no powers and you're like ah, if you have no powers it's kind of a bum rap. I would just want to die like yeah. I would want to get staked by then do yeah. you know what I mean though like if like you're by yourself and you yeah. can't relate to anybody and, and you still can't have sex with somebody while they're awake like he has a problem with this mm-hmm. like that's he confesses this you know throughout the film like he's like has a very hard time like he has intimacy issues yes social <laughs> issues yeah social anxiety and, and that's the thing with Terry is that uh, there's nothing that should make us think Martin's cute, and like he's all he's, he's kind so of he's kind of a horrible person, and he's kind of really fucked up. But like, he's I really can't... selfish. Yeah, <laughs> when he tries to open up, it's never for, like really no, for anyone he's else. Just awkward, and yet I'm I'm just like, oh Martin, come come hang out with you me. You want to cuddle him so bad? I do. <laughs> I do. We're weird. We're strange people. Um, I, and even like his little guillotine trick at the table. It's kind of adorable. Uh, he has this little mini guillotine and he's chopping the celery up. And I, I don't know. It's quirky enough to make me like him more. Yeah, he's got this guillotine that's like a little magic trick that he like shares with his cousins like at dinner time. It's like kind of creepy. Like, oh, yeah. And they put bells over his door so, yes. to, so that we know when he's coming in and out. And he has to work as a delivery boy for his cousin's store. So they want to monitor everything that he's doing. Um, and he meets a lonely housewife who also I- thinks Martin might be kind of cute. As he makes that delivery, we were like, we get you, lady. She's like, hey, guy. Hi there. Thanks for delivering those groceries. Why don't I just give you a lift back to the store? I know you already had to walk. He walked, by the way. Like, yes, he's a walking delivery boy. He doesn't have like a bicycle or car or anything. So he's walked all this way from like downtown. And she's like, I guess I could have gone down there myself, but now I'll drive you. Uh She wants an excuse to keep him around. And I love how she also says, this is like, I feel like a theme coming with all of these films. There's um, says it's like a cat, mm-hmm. and there's like a lot of cats like happening, um, like motifs. I think throughout um, a lot of these type of sleepwalker, like yeah. vampire kind of. So movies. he, yeah, because he, she said that his eyes remind her of his cat, like her, her old cat, cat that she like, had. I could see that. Yeah, and she can talk um, to him all day, and yeah, yeah. But, and then and so you know, so you have this family where you have Kuda and Christina, his cousin, and Kuda thinks Nosferatu a hundred percent. Christina thinks not Nosferatu 100% and they're trying to all like figure it out together. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, you have this one angle where you think, okay, there's Kuda says there's this family curse where every generation there's one of the family members is born as a vampire. 
and he believes it 100% and point out everybody who's a vampire. But also he shows the old pictures and yes. he has like this old like beautiful Proof. like family album and it's it's pretty solid. It looks a pretty good case though. Yeah. Like there's some, even if it's not vampirism, there's some crazy like family curse going on. If it's not a curse, it may be just some severe mental health issues and that's the that are thing. very hereditary. Right. And that's what Christina is saying. She's yeah. saying like, Kuda's crazy, you're crazy too, and let's get you in a hospital. Let's get you some help. Yeah. And Martin doesn't want to be in a hospital. He doesn't think, he wouldn't like it. And you're like, well, you might not like it, but you might, you might need, need it. it. <laughs> you might need it, Martin. You're but right. I also kind of get him because I feel like every movie from the 70s that deals with like mental health, it's all bad. Do you know what I mean, though? Like, I think about, like, the state of institutions, I hope, I've, I feel like are better these days. Do you know what I mean? I don't, it depends on where you're at, but. I think they want you to hope they, that. <laughs> right? But, like, you know, from, like, shock therapy and whatever else, heck else, they they, they bust out and yeah. the lobotomy and th- things that happen in mental health over the last, you know, mm-hmm. hundred years. We're not great. And Dwald Martin was growing up for these, if he's been around 84 years, he knows that place, those places are not great. Right. But if he, if, if he isn't, if he's the, you know, 25 or however old mm-hmm. he actually looks. And, you know, he says he's born in 1892. And like, what kind of mental illness is that where, you, you know, and that's the kind of the question throughout this film. So he, he decides, you know, he has this compulsion where mm-hmm. he has to, he has to drink blood. So he chooses the next victim. So that I feel like Martin doesn't go about his uh, killings as, Again, it's one of the like um, things that make me believe he's not 84. It's like mm-hmm. if you if you're really this old, you would have figured all this shit out by now. You would have had like a little kit, everything ready. I mean, he does have a kit. He does have a kit. He actually is pretty good, I thought, because all... he scouts his people because sure. he doesn't want to just pick anybody willy nilly anymore. Maybe he did at one point. I don't know um, if he if he is as old as he says he is. Okay. I'm gonna pr- be on. I'm gonna be on team. Maybe he is vampire. Okay. No, and I, I'm happy either way. You know, he does have a kid. And he has like his little he's needles. Got, yeah, he's, he's got his needles. He's figured out how to like you know um, put people incapacitate them quietly for his needs. He needs them to be um, warm enough and loosened enough for him to still hook up with them before he like sucks their blood, basically. Yeah. So like he's you know, put together his little system. He scouts these ladies. Like he finds this lady at the, gro- this other lady at the grocery store, you mm-hmm. know, and it's like finds her is fast enough and right behind her while she's writing a check as he can splash her address, figures out where she lives. You know what I mean? They're like, he knows he's methodical, I think. Yeah, he is. But they all, it's always quite messy. Like it's Something never... gets messed up though, which yeah. makes you feel like he's a young kid. I get it. Because so he pulls a, a trick where he, I guess he wants to see if she has a husband. Mm-hmm. So he pulls this trick where he says he's deaf and goes to the door to ask for money and they shoo him away. She gives him a little bit. So now he knows there's a husband, mm-hmm. but does the old, let's buy a remote control 70s garage clicker. That was so wild. I was like old timey technology. Mm-hmm. Like he figured out how to like, like jump her frequency for her garage door opener and like sneak into their house. Pretty, pretty smart. Pretty, pretty cool. Smart. I was like, hello, team, team, he's got a plan. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so he uh, gets in through the garage and goes to bust in and have his fun. And there's a guy there. And they go. While the husband is out on like a work trip. So uh-huh. he's, he's watched and sees the guy leave, but he didn't see the other guy go in. Yes. Who has snuck in her lover, her her secret lover. So there's this wonderful moment where they, they're like, the guy's like, who are you? And like, he just thinks he's been busted. And then she's like, no, no, no I don't know him. And then it just gets Then they're insane. both like, we don't, both don't know this guy. Why is this guy in the house? Like, yes, that was great. So he stabs the guy with the needle, but mm-hmm. then the girl's on the loose. And there's this, you know, because I, I love how messy it is that it's it's just like you know and you have these kind of like vampire movies where he's cool and everything works and he just like is seductive and this is like he keeps saying like 
in real life, you can't get people to do what you want them to do. Like they're just going to go crazy. It's literally the opposite. Yeah, it's literally the opposite of what would really happen or what we think would happen in a vampire situation completely where like this other guy is still chasing him because that stuff that he injects them with doesn't knock them out right away. So this guy is still fighting for it. And he's a big ass dude. Yeah. So the dose is probably not quite right for what for this guy as well. So he's still fighting off the stuff and trying to chase Martin through this house. And it's like three stories. So there's like a game room down at the bottom, all the way up to like the bedroom on the top level. So they're trying to go up and down these stairs. So we've got like chasing madness. We've got like people hiding and him actually, I think, getting smart and getting this guy like like, outside. Yes. As well. Back in. But Mm -hmm. then he's the the guy says to call the police, but the girl doesn't want to call the police because he's not supposed to be there. But then finally, okay, we'll call the police. But then Martin keeps picking up the phone so they can't get through. And it's this this old school phone thing. I was that's what I wrote down, too. I was like, oh, my God. Stuff that cannot happen anymore, yeah. but brilliant with like when you had to deal with the phone back in the day, kids. You only have one line. You had like one phone line in your house. You didn't. Everyone, not everyone, had a cell phone. So even though you all had like you could have multiple phones in the house, but like you're picking up the phone line and like he's messing with the phone line in other rooms while they're trying to call out for help and they can't get help and they're like drugged and going down into mm-hmm. the unconsciousness and trying to fight that. Mm-hmm. And so. Uh, terribly terribly wrong so but it's but he he assures the girl that she's not he's not going to hurt her now because now he's got the other guy he can suck his blood so he drags once he's unconscious drags him out into the woods and just jabs a hole in his neck with a stick yeah it's brutal yeah wow martin you're just whatever it takes gonna stake it yep and uh steak dinner (laughs) (laughs) sorry (laughs) but yes he has a beautiful steak dinner he stakes this guy in the neck and then sucks his blood and then heads on back to that lady who's just unconscious and waiting for him back at the house yeah but you know he has a nice time again he's so gentle and it's so that's i think that's the weirdest thing is like and maybe that's why it feels awkward to feel attracted. It's like it's yeah. like this guy is so clearly abusive and terrible, but mm-hmm. also like then all of a sudden he flips and he seems like he just you get why he's like you see he's how he's wounded. Do you yes. know what I mean? Though like he's got such severe like intimacy and anxiety issues that literally the only way he seems content is to like actually like be with this like a woman while she's out freaking cold. So he gets addicted to calling in this radio show where he is known as the Count where he is telling everybody the straight up truth about what he's doing. But they think it's all like, you know, some guy with a really great imagination calling into this radio call and show. It's like, it reminds, I used to listen to Love Line all the time back oh, in the yeah, day. Yeah. I was obsessed with that. I felt like that kind of vibe of like, I love call in shows like uh-huh. that and like true stories are sometimes maybe, you know, fabricated for our pleasure. But yeah. Yeah. Um, and he, so he, he has this housewife that he's, she's really into it. And she's like, I would just want to hold you. We can be gentle. And he's like, I've never really been able to do the sexy stuff, but maybe we could do the sexy stuff. Mm-hmm. And she's just kind of, I think he's just kind of there. I think she would kind of do it with anybody. She's just kind I think of sad if there was and lonely. Any cute delivery boy that yeah. came through. She sounds like she's also a housewife. She said that she couldn't have kids. We find out too. So right. she's like, this housewife who is a housewife without any kids to take care of. So and literally husband's gone. she drinks a lot. Like the, one of our first scenes when we met her, she, um, when Martin first made his first delivery to her, she's like, we went to the state store, which we found out. Thank oh, yeah. you, Matt Dinan. Yes. From our friend from th- that area. Of from, the country. from, cause he's from Pennsylvania and this mm-hmm. takes place in Braddock mm-hmm. that you can't get alcohol, just any store. You have to go to like the special state, state store. store. Yeah. So I, apparently, cause there's like some weird ass blue laws. Yay, America. We have weird ass, <laughs> like, we have weird ass blue laws all over. Um, and so he's deal- she's dealing with that, but so people would stock up on booze, but she, every time we've seen her pretty much, she's been drinking 
or like about to have a drink or offers a drink and he's like, I'm not really into drinking. Yeah. Not booze, at least. Well, Just blood. But like, a drink. Nah. Vine. Right. No <laughs> vine. <laughs> Anywho. Uh, we get a superb George Romero cameo as Father Howard, the young hip priest. Yes. Who uh, Kuda calls in to see if maybe he could do a little something for, as far as devil possession goes. Exorcism Which, is yeah, what he's asking yeah, for. He la- like, and when he laughs at him and he's like, ah, Exorcist, great movie. And you're like, you're like, ah, not the kind of priest I'm looking for. And Rosemary's Baby is what he liked. Too. Yeah, he was like, yeah, they, it's, it's like they didn't get. It's yeah, a great film. Um, and how hot was he though? Can we just he take was. a sidebar? Yeah, I was like, uh, we were like, who's that hot guy? And then we look, we're like, that's George. Yeah, like George. Romero. I'm just so used to seeing him and then like his, you know, his old guy glasses yes. and like his like quintessential like iconic like look, you know, from the end of life. But like, no, he had like a sweet like rubber sole haircut yeah. and was real groovy as a priest. I like. And it. then he's like smoking. <laughs> he was like a priest who's smoking and, and drinking. drinking. Yeah. Sells so like a lot of priests drink because they'll take a little wine, you know, a little holy wine, whatever, with mm-hmm. like whatever. But I've never seen one just sitting there smoking and drinking. I was like, this is the seventies. Yep, this is amazing. And this is the kind of priest who goes to see exorcism. It's like, yeah, I'm into it. Yeah, it's kind of fun. Yeah, you're like right on George Romero. Yeah. Uh, so then Kudo does find the kind of priest he's looking for. He finds the old school Catholic priest, um, and we have this really cool sequence where they're doing the exorcism on him in the present, but Martin's flashing back to when he was first caught as a vampire. It looks like with someone he was so that's why i was wondering about these all these black and white clips because you said at the beginning that we were talking about like it was like a fantasy clip and part of me was like i wasn't sure when i first saw those clips in the Mm -hmm. movie because we have a lot of these cut twos and as martin's like kind of pov i wasn't sure if they were actual flashes of old time or if they're his fantasy and i keep getting caught in like is this like a recreation is life repeating itself what is it so i still we could still question still out then at this point even the movie but I love this is one of the best ones. The suspense that's made between here and now, seeing the old exorcism with the new exorcism, and how much like and and when you're in a, I mean, during an exorcism and also flashing back to your last one, it's a bad place to be in. And he understandably freaks out and and runs out as you would because like who wants and he's like cowering in the corner. They like kind of trap him in the room. They really did. They literally cornered him. Uh-huh. <laughs> like and yeah. he's like forced in the small little corner and he's is cowering. And like Kuda's got these candles that these he's crossed. This is oh, crazy yeah. watching the candles as like, they're like dripping, and he's got wax coming down his hands. But he's and not like, gonna stop, but he's not stopping. Even with this like these hot wax coming down his hands as it's dripping, I was just like, whoa, this is intense. And then uh, we have a sequence where uh, the Kuda is kind of wandering around, and Martin comes in dressed up like Dracula, but it's like Halloween store Dracula, where he's got like the the cape and the plastic teeth uh, but i like and the makeup the, yeah and, and he's all like white-faced but mm-hmm. i like we have a sequence of him like oh i'm a vampire here i am as a vampire aren't i scary so creepy like and, he's like i'm a person but yeah look at me ha ha, ha. And he thinks that's a joke but could it's not think it's a joke and no. just wax him with the cane and he's like it's costume there's no magic just so you know he's got his crucifix out and he's like trying to fight him back and literally he's like dude i'm i'm right here like it's fine <sighs> And so that's the, another case where you're like, okay, maybe he is just a human. Maybe he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- then Christina decides to run away with Arthur, who is played by a mustache-less Tom Savini. Yeah, Little scene. Such a fox, Tom Savini, though. So she says she's going away with, with Arthur and he and Martin... Uh, you know, she's, and she's in nowhere. We're not going to have any offspring because she knows that there's like a family genetic problem problem even if it's mental yep. like something's wrong with the offspring of this family yes and she mm-hmm. says we're not we're not gonna have any offspring we're not even gonna end up together he's just someone to like get away with yeah she's like, just trying to get out of town and Oof. this is her ticket out of town 
That's that's pretty sad though. Poor Arthur. (laughs) Poor Arthur, but also like, anyway, I don't know. I don't feel bad for (laughs) Arthur. Like, I feel like that there's a lot of people. I don't know. I feel like every like movie where there's some girl stuck in some country ass town. She's like, I'm trying to get out of here. Yeah. Like you got to marry out basically. You're like, try to like, you know, screw your way out of there. So uh, the last attacks have gone uh, so poorly uh, that Martin decides to just do a bum attack at some um, bums in the alleyway and just smashes the bo- a bottle over the head of one and then uses the jacket. Well, they were kind of taunting him a Edge. little bit too. So he was, it was, I felt like it was a little revenge, mm-hmm. you know, like, but yeah. And just stabs him with the bottle shard and oof, it's a bad place when you're drinking the blood of of just a homeless. Of a bum. And after, and the shard of glass he picked up was like, from dirty. like, was dirty and looked like it was like gutter water, yeah. you know, like. I wonder if it would make you, if someone, you drank the blood of someone who was drunk, would it, or on something, would it transfer to you? I would imagine it would, right? I honestly don't know what the like purification system, so to speak, is or filtration system <laughs> of, of a vampire. vampire's body. I do wonder that because vampire I feel like there's some. Filtration. Yeah. Yes. Vampire filtration system. Sometimes <laughs> <laughs> coming to you. Um, I, <laughs> I mean, I wonder because some, <laughs> sometimes some movies I feel like like the vampire lore, like it's like some blood tastes better than others. Like it's right. young blood versus sure. like old blood. Like in Twilight where, where right. Bella's blood sings to Edward. Sings to everyone's like, oh, that's like a good grade. Like, yeah. mm, like that's a filet mignon yeah. blood, you know, like or whatever, like. I like to think I have filet yeah. mignon flavored blood. I guarantee you, know? you do. Like I'm high class. You're definitely high class. You're mm-hmm. definitely tasty. Oh, I, feel like, I feel like, I feel like. <laughs> our, our producer Adams, yeah, yeah. over there looking, looking at, he likes this conversation. Yeah. Um, but then after the bomb attack, yeah. Martin goes into, breaks into a thrift store to get some clothes because he's all bloody. But he puts on like a military outfit. He just kind of grabs whatever I think. I was I thought it was so weird, but he also has to deal with his freaking converse. And that was like his downfall <laughs> is that he was like stuck trying to tie he's his converse. Tying, he's trying to tie his shoes back on, and, and it just and he's all panicked, and there's cops coming, and he like can't get the shoes right. But he finally gets away, and he stumbles onto a huge drug heist. Yeah, and like just, he's in the middle of like a drug heist, he's and like, like the, <laughs> where'd this come from? And the police are like involved now in this chase, and they think he's part of it because they were trying to find him because he had broken into this store and set up the alarm. But then the drug dealer gets into a shootout with the cops, and then there's this giant drug dealer cop shootout, which Martin's just hiding behind a crate during, and then afterwards just stands up, is like, well, okay, just go home now. Yep, uh, and that was that. Made it out of that one. <laughs> well done. Uh, and so then he goes to uh, see his lady Kathy who is mm-hmm. the lonely housewife finds her dead in the bath where she has slit her, her wrist. own wrist he was coming in to kind of maybe do it she'd already done she it she already did it and it's pretty sad and it's sad because he's like this one wasn't mine yeah you know what I mean you know like he was like, like all hey. the other times that you found people dead around town it, that was me but this one this one but it looks like me. I did it but I didn't do it. it looks literally like my like something I would do but I would have not wasted that blood probably yeah. is what I'm thinking I'm surprised he didn't just go in for it I, mean, I honestly it's... I thought about that too because but I thought like because he didn't do it like it's not the same yeah maybe rush doesn't... that he needs sure, sure. Uh, but he also who... doesn't get to fuck her right which is I think part of his process yeah, that's true. Well, maybe. I mean, she's out. She's out, though, right? Like, that's what he likes. Okay. Um, moving on from that conversation, yeah. we'll say that Akuda had warned him in the beginning that if he found out that he'd killed anybody, anyone, mm-hmm. that he would definitely kill him. Uh, and so now comes in and is like, oh, you killed that lady. While he's asleep. While he's so asleep. So Martin's asleep. And just comes in. It's so great. I love this ending so much. 
comes in and just stakes the fuck out of Martin. And Martin wakes up and is just screaming. And he, he didn't do it. He's going to get killed anyway. Yep. He did kill other people. He so did. let's that's, be fair. Yeah. So I, that's why I was like, well, it wasn't that one. But he definitely has a string of bodies that he's left out there. He does. In, in the and, and, we, and staking someone through the heart is going to kill you, whether you're a vampire or human. So you're going to be dead yeah. either way. Done. And he is. And, and then so, credits. And then well, they, they bur- he buries <laughs> oh, him. Oh, yeah, he buries him. Sorry, he buries him in the garden. And he uh, puts a bunch of seeds over the top of his grave, which I happen to know is an old vampire legend where if you put seeds, a hun- like thousands and thousands of seeds over the grave of a vampire, it's supposed to st- um, st- stop them because they have to count every single one. And so they'll not be able to go out at night because they'll be too busy counting seeds. So it's a way to like keep them in their grave. I had no Ba-dee! idea. Wow. Look at that. Came in handy. vampire lore yeah. coming in handy. I got that. Vampire lore. Check it out. I really like this movie. I had liked it when I saw it the first time. Mm-hmm. This time I was like, this movie's bitching. Mm-hmm. Really like all the tone. I love John Cinematography's awesome performance. He's amazing as Martin. And mm-hmm. he has this kind of character that you should dislike, but you can't dislike him. You really There's something like about him. him that you feel really sympathetic. I yes. don't know whether it's his sweet little overbite that does it. Do you oh, know what I mean? His little like, overbite's so cute. Because his little mouth, he can't really even almost close it. You know what I mean? Though? Like he's mm-hmm. just, it's always got this little pout to his lip. Yeah. And you just want to hug him because you can tell like he's so just needs a friend. Yes. He's a friendless, friendless boy. Yeah. We will be his friend. We'll we be love your friend, you, Martin. We'll, we'll be, be your friend, friend. Martin. Uh, let's do some gore factor, yeah. shall we? Oh my gosh, yes. Gore factor. Let's go over those. We've got one, not enough blood to fill a Dixie cup. Two, a puddle of blood. <laughs> Three, enough blood to gross out the average viewer. Four, a bathtub of blood. And five, run fast for the barf bag. We gave Martin a solid four. Because there is. A bathtub, a bathtub of, of blood, blood, literally. There literally is. is like lonely housewife lady friend. But this film, although it is quite gory, uh, it's got that our like uh 70s Argento blood where it's like super bright red, it's kind like of orange. Red, so yeah. it looks very, very fake. So it's hard to like it it's gory, but it doesn't feel like ugh, like it's it, artsy gore. It looks theatrical. It's theatrical artsy gore. Mm-hmm. It's pretty. It's like real pretty. It- <laughs> We're such sick, sick puppies. Both that I like pretty blood. It's okay. <laughs> we like Martin. What's wrong with us? <laughs> Movie ratings. Uh, one to find chainsaws. One if you're desperate. Two barely qualifies as a horror film. Three seen worse, seen better. Four not too shabby. And five is fantastical. I gave Martin a five. Fantastical. Also give Martin a five. Nice. High, High five. five. <laughs> I just really like the style. I'm super obsessed now with Romero. Thank you, Julia, you're for welcome. making my life a new wonderful thing um so well done and i just always like that i it always is more like i feel like we could talk about his movies forever yeah because there's always so much more going on underneath Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. it's you could you could write a a thesis or two or three (laughs) honestly like doing like the dead you know all the like dead movies and ugh. So he's, great. he's pretty much pretty much the best. Uh, so next week we will be doing um, one of my favorite uh, horror films and my favorite of the J horror uh, craze, Jew on. Jew on. Yes. Uh, it's a scary, scary. What you movie. going on about, girl? Yes, <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm terrified. Yeah, I'm so excited to talk to you about this. I'm really kind of scared. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna watch a scary uh, Japanese movie, guys. So uh, pray for me. I don't know. <laughs> Good Did luck. You do that. Hail Satan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. And then uh, make sure you guys thank you guys so much for all your love you guys have given us on the internet. So yeah. We really appreciate you guys so much. 
You guys have been wonderful on the Twitterverse and on the Instagrams and on our Facebook. Thank you guys for all your interaction. We really do appreciate each and every one of you who listens and shares with your friends. Share us with your friends. If you have other friends that are into scary movies, and if they're not, maybe they can be like me and they'll, they might turn. Yeah. Somewhere. I've turned you to the dark side. Yeah, it's a nice intro just to listen to some nice ladies talk about horror. So, yeah, we're not uh, scary. We're nice and sweet. We're sweet girls. But we do love psychotic vampire boys. Yeah. Mainly because he wears Converse for my, for my, you know. I am not on team Converse, but I'm on team cute boy who uh-huh. looks a little, little moppy head and uh-huh. I want to give him a hug. Yeah. He goes yeah. in the like, uh, Norman Bates, Eric Binford kind of oh, like. He's totally in you that. Know? Oh, they yeah. They similar. I mean, it's nice to think about. Okay. Oh. On that note. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Make sure you check out all of our social media again too, if you haven't already. For those of you that have, like I said, thank you so much. <laughs> and check out our Patreon um, as well. You can donate and make sure we keep doing more fun things and maybe we can go on some more adventures together to Ooh. England mm. or maybe program and go to, like on a tour and go talk to people in person about horror movies. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Something. Anything could happen. <gasps> Anything could happen. Say what? Say what? Okay. Is that it? All right. Are we done? Are we done? All right. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha